0: So the thing is, every time you're in that shrink back moment, or every time you're feeling like I can't do this, you've probably been in that place before, but we convince ourselves that no, this time is different for real. This time, the business is going to go up in flames for real. This time, the launch is not going to work for real. This time is the end. And it's like, but is it, but is it actually like you thought this last time what happened? So I always have my clients journal when they're on the other side of that moment so that when they get back to it, they can look at it. And I find that reflecting back their own words is the most powerful thing. So in Voxer, I'll often star messages from my clients. And then when they're in that moment, I just send it back to them because I think sometimes they need to hear it from themselves. And that's a tip I would give to anyone. Just really journal when you're on the other side of something. And when you're you know, back in another version of that, read it back to yourself because at one point you thought, I can't do this, but then you did.
1: Listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnell J. Harmon. If you're ready for high level conversations that position and prepare you to move your company, cash flow, and connection to and beyond the million dollar mark, let's get this party started. This episode is powered by Positioned for Millions, my brand new advanced private training, which will literally walk you through how my clients and I are leveraging our million-dollar framework to have their best months ever. I'm talking about going from six-figure years to six-figure months. Learn more and start your journey today at partnerwithdarnielle.com. In today's episode, I sit down with Sabrina Phillip, and she says the world is a better place with money in the hands of women. And let me just tell you that if that just gave you chills or made the hair stand up on your arms... That is just the beginning of this mic drop after mic drop after gem drop of an interview that Sabrina and I just shared. Oh my goodness. There really are no words. I don't even know how I'm finding the words right now to express to you just how amazing this conversation was. We had so many favorite parts. We had a much needed conversation around all things women, all things money and making the move to millions by impacting millions. Something else that she said that was really, really powerful that just really actually made me want to. And I actually said this in the interview. You'll hear it. I said, I want to fly to Scotland. She lives in Scotland where I would smack her, kiss her and then give her a high five. And even the smack is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. She said scaling isn't about more money. Scaling is about finding way more people to help. Oh, my goodness, there is no bio that I think can do justice to what you're gonna hear her share as we have this conversation. But just a few thoughts about who Sabrina is and the amazing company that she has started. She says, I haven't always been the CEO of a 30 person company with students and clients in nearly every country on the earth. A husband who hops with me from country to country and my COO in a multimillion dollar business built from the ground up. When I started out, I was a college dropout with $800 in my pocket, a one-way plane ticket to Bali, and a commitment to make it on my own. Little did I know, she says, that single decision would change my life forever. I want you to grab pen and paper. I want you to take three deep breaths and clear a space for all that Sabrina is about to fill you up with. Let's jump into my conversation with Sabrina Phillips. Listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnell J. Harmon. If you're ready for high level conversations that position and prepare you to move your company, cash flow, and connection to and beyond the million dollar mark, let's get this party started. Sabrina, I'm so excited to welcome you to the Move to Millions podcast. How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, when I met you, I was just enamored by three things. Number one, I was enamored by your quiet confidence. Like you're laid back in the cut, so reserved. But when you open your mouth, it's like, boom, I was like, oh, I need some Sabrina in my life. So that was the first thing. The second thing is that everything you share is, or at at least I get the impression that it's intentional. Like you take your time and think it through to make sure that anything that's going to come out of your mouth is going to add value to people, which I love. And then the third thing that I love is that you were really leaning in to everybody in the group because you wanted to be fully present. And I like to spend time around people like that. So why don't you just take a quick moment and let everybody know who you are in your own words?
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for saying that. And likewise, I just loved connecting with you. So I am an online business coach, and I specifically focus on working with women entrepreneurs because for me, I believe that the world is a better place with money in the hands of women. Women do good things with money. Women do good things with power. Women give back to their communities, back to their families. And I think that they advance society ultimately, and that needs to include all women, of course. So I started my business when I was 22 years old. I moved overseas to Bali, Indonesia. And honestly, I just wanted enough money to be able to travel. And what ended up happening is I made a life there and I lived there for three years and I scaled my business to seven figures after one year, going first from social media management then to business coaching and consulting. And now almost five years later, I have a multiple seven figure business and lots of team members and clients all around the world.
1: Yeah. I love that the world is a better place with money in the hands of women. Girl, if you were here right now, I would smack you. And that's a good thing. That's so good. That is so good. You know why Mm -hmm. I love it? Because like just last week, I had my mastermind retreat with my clients, our Leverage and Scale Mastery Mastermind. They're six and multiple six figure business owners on the move to seven figures. And I know that's a big part of your audience as well. And we literally had a similar conversation about the power that happens when women have access, right, have access to the resources to be able to, as I like to say, shake the planet. So what made you start doing this? Like, why did you decide? Because I get the traveling around the world. And I, I feel like I read somewhere in your story that you were just traveling and then you were like, oh, I think I need to do something. And next thing you know, it's like, boom, seven figures. So. Like, what was it? Because I think also now I saw that you have like this massive community of hundreds of thousands of women that are all rallying around your mission to get more money in the hands of women, which, you know, I love that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So for me, I started, like I said, doing social media management. And then the way it started shifting to business coaching is my entire client base was women. And they were like, wow, your business is really growing. Can you help me with mine? So that's how it started. My first clients were my social media clients. Mm -hmm. And then I started to make the transition. And the first business program that I offered was a social media group program. So how do you social media to grow your business? So that's how I made the transition. And that's something that I tell my clients a lot, if they're thinking about switching niches or industries to maybe see if there's a bridge of how you can use your expertise to shine in that new space. Because for me, getting attention on social media has definitely been something that has helped me grow my business, but it's also been an asset for helping my clients. When I was in college, I created a social media campaign that went viral. And that was kind of my first introduction to using social media for social good. And then Taking those skills and applying them to my own business and my clients' businesses is what allowed me to scale my business. Because when I was featured in Forbes in around August 2017, I knew how to make that article go viral, and it did. It had 100,000 views in the first 24 hours, and now about four years later, I think it has maybe 350, 380,000 views. So it continues to get you know longevity and views several years later and keep contributing business. And then it's like, well, how do you take that press, that social media? and convert that into sales and i think mm-hmm. that's where the magic is for me at least
1: yeah and i think that that's also where a lot of people struggle like you know they're spending all this time hanging out on facebook instagram now clubhouse wherever they might be linkedin yeah. and it's not computing it's not connecting in a way that is turning into cash flow to make it make sense for the amount of time that they're spending there so I feel like I want to have you noodle on that a little bit. So do not I don't want you to necessarily give all of your secrets away, but what were some of the things that you did to make that initial article go viral that you were able to replicate when you were featured in Forbes? If you can drill it down to maybe like two or three steps.
0: Definitely. So with the Forbes article specifically, and I think this can apply to any piece of press, launching a podcast, launching a group program, whatever you might do, I took the principles of Get out the vote in political campaigning and affiliate marketing. And I basically created this big Facebook group of maybe 300 people. And I had massive data lists of travel Facebook groups and business Facebook groups. And we basically rewarded people for sharing the article in those other groups and on social media. And the thing about press is it's only the first 24 hours that matters. It's not like you need to do this big seven day campaign, it's really just about the first 24 hours. So because there was that time crunch, it was really easy to get people to share within that time period because it was such a small commitment. And we gamified the process so that they were rewarded for their participation. And that same strategy is what I've used with my Goalcast video that has 14 million views with my podcast when I launched that maybe a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And now I'm seeing a lot of people do that strategy. And that's very common nowadays, but it had never really been done before back then.
1: Yeah, I think that that is really, really smart. I love the getting other people because there's, there's so much, what's the word? Credibility, I think that comes along with someone else sharing your stuff as opposed to you sharing your stuff. So having done the legwork, I just wanna pull on it a little bit to make sure everybody heard what you said. So someone on your team does the legwork to find out of all of the Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups or wherever people are galvanizing that they have your idle clients in there. Someone does all of that legwork for you so that you create a list of all of those people. And then you identify people in your own community that are also connected to those groups and ask them or reward them for sharing whatever the piece is in those groups so that more people get their eyes on it. And again, the magic is that it's not you going there to say, hey, this is Sabrina. I'm amazing. Look at me. I'm in Forbes. It's Susie and Karen and Rebecca. And all of these other people saying, hey, look at Sabrina, she's amazing, she's in Forbes. So I think that that's really, really powerful just of itself. And you know, we talk a lot about impacting millions to generate income at the level of millions. And I think whenever you can galvanize or invite other people in, it makes such a big deal. Like I'm reminded right now of when I was in Mary Kay Cosmetics, I heard this tape of Mary Kay speaking and she said, people support what they help to create. And so that's essentially what what you've done, which I think is really, really powerful. That's awesome. Awesome. And so now you've been doing this work. Oh, I was just going
0: to say that I've seen those people who were in that launch party Facebook group travel with me to my own free Facebook group and to other pieces because they have so much fun building community and sharing a common cause that they can get behind, which is, you know, women making money on the internet and finding financial success in unconventional ways even if it's not them who are having you know, that Forbes moment, it really, I think, brings people together to support that when they see someone who looks like them or kind of looks like them getting that win.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that there's so much power in community and bringing people together for a shared cause and then teaching them that it is okay to desire money, to want to have more of it. Like, How often, I imagine the answer, but how often in your work are you spending time really breaking down those money mindsets that are threatening to keep them from getting their their money to the next level? How often does that come up?
0: I really think that that is like 95% of coaching. I think that strategy is so key and I'm such a strategy person, but it's honestly all mindset. It's all about anxiety and feelings and fear and limiting beliefs. And I have a lot of that myself and I continue to keep working through that. And I just went through a little bit of a slump of my own and I'm on the other side of that. And it's going to happen again, right? It's not just because you've hit a certain income level, it'll stop. It's going to keep coming up and our continued Desire and commitment to push through that, I think is what brings the money. And I don't think it's the fancy Facebook ad strategy. I think it's the willingness to show up for yourself day after day.
1: Oh, I could kiss you. I was going to smack you before, but now I just want to hug and kiss you because that is so good. Like, that is so good. It's the willingness to show up for ourselves. And I think you're right. Like, you know, we hear the cliche, which is also very true at every level. There's a new devil, right? Like, no, you never arrive. You're just constantly becoming... Mm -hmm a new state of being every single time something new shows up for you. And that commitment to show up for yourself, Sabrina. Oh, that is so good. That is so good. And I'm with you that 95% of all that we do day in and day out is mindset. Like I love strategy too. Like I just want to get in there and be like, do this, do this and do do that. And then when you finish that, do this. And they're like, but but I don't believe I can. And I'm afraid. And what about if when my mom told me when I was five? And I'm like... And we, so we have to journey back to support them to show up for themselves. That was so well stated. And I think about the work that you do, the work that I do, the work that many women do to champion women and to create this normalization of wealth and how choosing to do this work is rewarding, but also challenging, right? Because how often is the need for the coaching because she's not showing up for herself? because she's decided to play small, someone in her life has told her that she's going to get too big for her britches or, you know, whatever terminology they might use. And she decides to shrink back. What do you say to a woman who is having a shrink back moment?
0: I think for me, what I always love to ask them when they kind of come with this question of how do I move through this is what worked for you the last time? Because the thing is, every time you're in that shrink back moment, or every time you're feeling like I can't do this, you've probably been in that place before. But we convince ourselves that no, this time is different. For real, this time, the business is going to go up in flames. For real, this time, the launch is not going to work. For real, this time is the end. And it's like, but is it, but is it actually like, you thought this last time, what happened? So I always have my clients journal when they're on the other side of that moment so that when they get back to it, they can look at it. And I find that reflecting back their own words is the most powerful thing. So in Voxer, I'll often star messages from my clients. And then when they're in that moment, I just send it back to them because I think sometimes they need to hear it from themselves. And that's a tip I would give to anyone, just really journal when you're on the other side of something and when you're you know, back in another version of that. Read it back to yourself because at one point you thought I can't do this, but then you did.
1: Oh my gosh, Sabrina, I love you so much. You just said the most powerful thing I think I have ever heard inside of this space of money mindset and shrink back moments. You said journal so that at the time when you most need it, you have it to reflect back to yourself because it's one thing for them to hear you say it but it's something else for them to hear themselves say it. And you know what just came up for me? And I don't know if you do this, and I haven't suggested this to a client in a while. I'm so glad you're bringing this back to my remembrance, is I've had clients write out their, their affirmations, right? The things that they are desiring that they want to hold at the highest of level so that they vibrate at that level. And I've had them in the past literally record an audio of them making their I'm statements to themselves for them to be able to listen back. And so What I've just felt like would even deepen this further is first they write it in their journal. So they sit with their journal, they write it, and then they record themselves saying whatever it is at that moment so that they can go back and play it for themselves instead of even reading it. Because we hear differently than we read, which I think is so powerful. You just change so many lives. So everybody who's listening, like on, get the voice memo. If you don't have a voice memo app on your phone, get one today. We want you to do this exercise. If you're in a high moment right now, we want you to celebrate yourself and edify yourself for your next low moment. And I'm not trying to, you know, speak low moments over you, but they're coming. Because at every level, there's a new devil. And on any given day, we can wake up and something can happen that threatens to derail whether or not we are who we say that we are. And when that moment comes, you need to be able to reflect back for yourself. That's so much more powerful than calling your coach or calling your therapist is to be able to edify yourself. There's this song. Oh, I can't think of who sings it now. It's a gospel song. And it's called Encourage Yourself. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. That's what this exercise is that Sabrina gave you guys, an opportunity to encourage yourself. I feel like we could drop the mic and go home now. Like (laughs) that was so good. Yeah, that was so, so good. I think that especially working with women, and you tell me if you agree, because as women, you know, we're everything to everybody and we're often not enough for ourselves. And so being able to have these reflection moments, we'll call them, that we can go back and remind ourselves who we are when we were having a good day is just going to be so stinking powerful. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love it. Like, honestly, I feel like, okay, guys, thanks for coming out. It's been great talking to you. Go get your reflection moment recorded and we'll see you next time. Uh, but of course we can't stop there because there's so many more things that I just want you to, to share with the people. One of the things when I was um, looking at your website and, and looking at what you do that you said, and we like touched on it a smidge earlier, but I want to go a little bit deeper about the, you said, when money is in the hands of women, we change the world. So do you have a Mm -hmm. story, whether it's your own story or a story of a client that you can think of that maybe came to you confused about not earning at the level that they knew that they should be, you helped them through you know, your business coaching support get to this level. And then the the ripple effect of what that made in in their own home, in their community. Like, do you have a story like that? I'm thinking of one too, but I would love to hear if you have a specific story where you've seen this play out real in real time for your clients.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've seen so many stories of this, but I think one story that particularly stands out to me is a client who came to me with a lot of anxiety, a lot of money stories, and she grew up working class, probably I would say. And she also grew up in a very fundamentalist home. And she was told that if she had any sort of failure, it's because she let the devil in, which it was just real harsh. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, I work with all different types of clients, all different types of backgrounds. So if a client comes to me with a Christian background, I'm going to talk to them about God. If someone comes to me with their crystals, I'm going to talk to them about the universe. So I can meet people where they're at, but she was going through this huge transformation where she had to know that God wanted her to be wealthy. And by imparting that message with her and sharing that message with her and shifting her beliefs, she doubled her income in the first year. She's going to make her first million this year. She left the country for the first time ever. She was able to retire her husband. She's going to buy a new house she's been able to give back to her community. So I think that of course there's the financial liberation, but then it's so much deeper than that. It's emotional liberation and spiritual liberation, and they're able to get space from their families. I think it's about so much more than just, you know, she had all this money and she bought all these things, but I think I've really seen her come into herself and just feel so confident in her faith and in her family and in her marriage. And for me, I think that's the real win there. And of course, I mean, I think she does phenomenal things with money and she employs other women and, mm-hmm. you know, she gives back, she donates 10% of her income, she tithes. And it's just so amazing, I think, to see that and just to see her so happy in who she is.
1: Yeah, that's so good. I love that. And I say it all the time too, because I love talking about money because I think we have to normalize it, right? If we're afraid to yeah. talk about it, we're not going to earn it. And so I love talking about it, but I always say, it's not just the money for the sake of the money. It's all of the things that the money makes possible. And I loved how you just broke down, you know, the emotional piece of it, the spiritual piece of it, the the ability to be able to give to the causes and, and support through tithing and other means. Like it's so much more than just the money itself. And I think that when you have access to money, you get to be able to impact at such a greater level than when you don't. And your ability or inability absolutely. might not be the right word, but your inability to have access to money is often tied up into your beliefs, maybe how you grew up. That's what's keeping you yeah. from it. I see, and you probably see this too. I see such a liberation come out of being able to realize that they actually could have money and it could come without hard work, right? Because I know that's absolutely. what I was told. I, you got to work hard for money, absolutely. right? like. You, If it comes easily, something's wrong with it. It's tainted. Like those are the things that I heard. I remember the first time I had like, I don't know, maybe a $10,000 month. And at that time, maybe to run my business, it might've cost me $2,000. And so I had this $8,000 left over and I did not know what to do with myself because all I could hear in the background was my dad saying that money is ill gotten because if you didn't work for it, then you shouldn't have it. You can't claim it. And I just wonder, you know, I'm just not wonder, I just get excited about the number of people, the number of women who are gonna be able to tell themselves a different story because they were drawn to you or they were drawn to me or they were drawn to some of the other champions that we have out there for women in business to realize that life really happens when you have access, right? When you have access to the resources that you need, which I think is really, really powerful. Absolutely. So in your own story and being able to, in a year, right? A lot of people, myself included, set a goal to cross the million-dollar mark in a year. I set that goal for three years before I actually did it. What was the intention or was there intention behind this desire that created the millions? Like what was happening behind the scenes beneath the surface that allowed you out of the country, traveling the world to at that same time impact enough lives to generate a million dollars?
0: I love it that you put it that way, because what I always tell my clients is scaling. It's not about finding a way to make more money. It's about finding a way to help more people. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think the million came because I helped more people, which I never expected to have the size business or the number of clients that I did. I really just wanted to make enough money to get by, which was my own money mindset, my own limiting beliefs, just enough to get by. And then once I Was like wait, I think this can be a much bigger thing, and I think it's much bigger than me. It all started to flood in really quickly, and uh, maybe three and a half, four months after my Forbes article, I had a half a million dollar launch, and so that obviously brought in so much income. And slightly before that, I had a seventy-two-ish thousand dollar launch. Two months after that, I had a two hundred and fifty k launch. So it just all really started to snowball on each other, and it just came from helping more people. I think, but there was no desire by any means to make that happen. I think I just felt a calling of like, you know, I know when I speak, people listen. And I think to an extent that's true for everybody. But for me, I think I was just given the gifts and it was the right time. And I needed to, you know, speak up and that's what happened. And that's why we're here.
1: Yeah, that's so good. And I love that the realization is there because I think sometimes we can overanalyze, what happened. But the fact of the matter is, like you said, simply scaling isn't about making more money. It's about deciding to help more people and just having a very clear, concrete desire and mission that with this launch at this time, I want to help the most amount of people that I can help period is what led you down that path. How much mindset stuff did you have to do once these big launches started showing up in this influx of cash came? Did it send you potentially down a path that made you question if this was legit? Like I hear sometimes from my clients, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like this was a one-time thing. This was a fluke. Like how did you kind of deal with that so that you could continue to have larger and larger launches?
0: I think for me, I saw the opposite. I thought if I can do this once, then I can do this again and I can do it even bigger and I can keep doing it. And that's obviously an exercise and that's a practice you have to stretch into. But for me, I also started thinking, okay, how can I bet on myself here? So it started being simple things, just like increasing my level of comforts or continuing to increase in my business or buying myself nice things because I believed that I could make more and more money. So I think for me, that was really what allowed me to keep stretching into those bigger months and bigger goals. I remember also with that half a million dollar launch specifically, we actually sold out on day one. So we had to open up more spots. And my mindset work was not, will people buy? My mindset work was, okay, how am I going to hold space for this many people? What automations do I need to make sure we have in place? How can I rearrange my calendar to take care of them and make sure everyone's fully supported? And I think by really focusing on, okay, they're coming. Now, how do we do it? That just made it a done deal in my mind. It's already done. Now, how do we manage that? And how do we make sure everyone has a good experience?
1: That is so good, Sabrina. Like you are just dropping crazy gems. If you are listening, just in case you missed it, I want to run back the questions that I got. She moved so fast that I might've missed some of them. So I might need you to repeat, but how am I going to hold space for this many people? Not are people going to buy? That is so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause are people going to buy is yeah. a limiter? How can I hold space for this many people is an abundancer. I know that's not a word, but <laughs> it's the only thing that popped in. Right. And then yeah, the second yeah. one is, how can we adjust or manage the calendar to make sure everyone gets the support they need? And what I hear in there yeah, also yeah. is the assumption of success. Like there Definitely. is no—is it going to happen? It's—it's it's going to happen. The assumption that success yeah, is yeah. going to be the result, and we need to create a space to receive all of the success. Oh my gosh! Yeah, my mind—my mind, well, my mind is blown. The
0: plane. If you don't have the runway.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good too. I got it right there. So down.
0: build the runway.
1: You guys, I'm, o- I'm just over here getting my mind blown over and over and over again. I think what I love the most, Sabrina, is the simplicity with which you articulate this. Like, it's, I can tell you've done your work. I can tell you didn't just, you know, happen into a space and that was the first thing that popped out of your mouth. Like, this is innate in you. This is what you're teaching. This is what you're sharing, which is why you're seeing such massive success amongst your clients, which I think is love. I just love it. Create the runway. Okay, so let's talk about that for a few minutes. So practical steps. How do I create the runway?
0: Definitely. So I think when it comes to setting goals, For our business, whether that for you know a number of launch or units sold or whatever, we so often plan on how am I going to market this that we never actually think about. Well, then what do I do when this happens? So I think putting more of an emphasis on onboarding clients and program delivery really helps because I think for me the reason why it is so easy to enroll new clients is because I know that our program delivery is down and people are so eager to sign up because they trust the results and they've seen the results over and over and over again. So I think first practical step would just be mapping out an ideal client journey once they actually enroll in the program and start putting those pieces in place. The other thing is I have plans in my business for what programs look like at scale, super scale, super, super scale. Mm -hmm. So if we were to enroll more clients, how would we adjust the program? So I have those plans in place now so that as we start to see those numbers, we can adjust accordingly. But I never want to get to a point where I feel overwhelmed and like, okay, what do I do now? Because that's, I think a lot of times when you see people cancel programs, shut down, get overwhelmed. For me, I know that it's coming. I don't always know when it's coming, but I know that it's coming and I know that I'm ready for it, which I think brings the success a lot quicker because I believe that God will never give you more than you can handle.
1: And I'm telling God I can handle a lot. Sabrina, I'm telling you, I'm about to fly to Scotland just so I can smack you, kiss you and give you a high five. That was so good. Okay. And then you know I missed it. I didn't write it down because I was just in it. You said, I know it's coming and I can handle it. I don't believe God will give me more than I can handle. And I'm telling God that I can handle a lot. Girl. Oh my gosh, that is good. If you are listening to this podcast, I hope you are not driving because you might have just crashed. If you just felt (laughs) that in your spirit the way that I felt that in my spirit, that's so good. Oh my yeah. goodness. And it's like, I have tears in my eyes because the fact of the matter is you can handle it. You can handle it a lot. The other thing you yep. said, I just want to unpack that real quick. Cause that was juicy. Good too. You said, I already know. I want you to catch this. Everybody. Sabrina says, I already know what my program looks at as. Scale as super scale and as super, super scale. So she already knows the point at which she needs to adjust her program so that there is, catch this, there is no limit to the number of people she can serve. This, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to invite you to go back to Prepare for Rain. This is the episode. This is what Sabrina's talking about right now. Preparing for Rain. She already knows. So my question to you is, have you taken the time to already know what it looks like at scale? Well, actually, you probably need to go back one step even further, right? What it looks like today, what it looks like Mm -hmm. at scale, what it looks like at super, super scale or super scale and then super, super scale, and then identify what you have to pull out. So I would imagine if, let's make this real for the people, Sabrina. So I would imagine that maybe some of the programs, like let's say a higher end program might have some private Calls in there, right? Like they might get some milestone mm-hmm. or calls at specific points in their journey. Well, when you get to the point where you have, I don't know what super, super scale is, it's going to be different for everyone, but let's just say super, super scale is 500 people. At that point, that version of the program may not have private calls in it, right? Because the number of coaches yeah. you'd have to have on your team to be able to support them, you know, might be non existent. You need to think it through. This is also, oh my gosh, Sabrina, you're crossing over on so many episodes. Because you're also, this is vision point versus vantage point. So when you build Mm. your business from where, based on where you're going instead of where you are today, you do this work. You actually break down. Okay, scale for me is 50 people. Super scale for me is 150 people. And super, super scale is 300 people. What's going to be different inside of the program at each of those levels? Oh my gosh, that's good. That's so good. Everybody who's listening, you're welcome. You're so welcome. I heard Sabrina. And that mastermind we were in together and was like, I have got to have more of her in my life. And you are welcome because I know that you have gotten nugget after nugget after nugget in this conversation that we've had together. And what I'm really hoping for you is that you will take, you will listen to this episode multiple times and you will download the lessons between the lessons and do this work. There's two powerful exercises that Sabrina has given you. Number one, journal from your high point So that when you're at your next low point, you have something to look back on. I deepened that and said, after you journal it, record it, say it to yourself so that you can listen back to yourself saying it. And then secondly, think about your business based on where you want to be, because if you make your capacity expandable, then your capacity will expand. There will never be a time when you can't serve. You can't create the impact that will lead to the income you want. Add beyond the million dollar mark if you're thinking about it in advance. Oh my gosh. This is another mic drop moment. All right. So I know we have to get out of here. So let's round out. Final thoughts. Anything else just in, as we prepare to close, you want to leave with our listeners today?
0: Your success is inevitable. That's good. That's it. Just your success is inevitable. And you've got this. You've always got this. Oh. You've never not got this. That's so good. I love
1: it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Before I let you go, I've got to ask you our three closing questions. So first question is what is your favorite quote?
0: Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there's a field. I will meet you there by Rumi.
1: Mm. Okay. Awesome.
0: For me, the quote is about, you know, dropping, I did this or you did that. And just any perceptions of righteousness and letting that go beyond that. And if you can, drop that ego, I think that's where you can really meet someone heart to heart. So for me, I think that's really important in today's day and age.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. And then the last book you read?
0: Martin and 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 Malcolm in America.
1: Awesome. And then one tool that you swear by as you continue to move your business to millions? Coaching. I love it. This has been phenomenal. Like, honestly, I know that some people are literally going to get their life especially if they go through the process of doing those two exercises. So, so extremely powerful. We'll make sure that we put all of your contact information in our show notes so that if anybody wants to reach out and connect with you, they'll be able to do so. I just wanna thank you so much for taking time to stop by and hang out with me today. You have given me so much enrichment for my own soul. So I'm just grateful to know you and I'm looking forward to continuing to deepen our connection and relationship.
0: I just love knowing you too. So thank you so much for having me. And I feel like I've got such a friend and a sister here. So thank you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to just assume right now that number one, you're not driving. And if you are driving, you're somewhere over on the side of the road because there were too many gems being dropped for you to be able to drive through that. Like you needed to get pen and paper and write some of the goodies down. There are so many magical, amazing incredible things that popped out of Sabrina's mouth. And like, did you catch her vibe? My assistant said, she's a whole vibe. She's a whole vibe. She's cool, calm and collected, but everything she says packs power, which to me states her intention and her desire to be fully focused on helping you to get what it is that you need. She gave two really powerful exercises during the interview. And just in case you happen to miss them, I'm gonna use this time to just remind you of what they are. We talked a little bit about those shrink back moments and what happens when you have a shrink back if you're not careful and the best way to get out of it. And she said, and I quote, what I do when my clients have this moment is I remind them of what they did the last time it happened. And then she went on to say, and these are, this is the Darnell version, better than that, she suggests that they grab a journal and write how they're feeling in a high moment so that when they have a shrink back moment, they have something to refer to. Then I put my Darnell on it and we said, no, Lowell journal it, but then also record it so that you actually have an audio representation of you reminding yourself of just how bad Mama Jamma you are, right? And we both know that Sabrina didn't actually say bad Mama Jamma. I don't even know if that's in her vocabulary. She's way too laid back for that. And then the second powerful exercise was all around this thought that. God will never give you more than you can handle, but because you are his, you can handle a lot and you've got to give him permission to give you more by, um, operating your business from your vision point and not your vantage point. Darnell's words, not Sabrina's, but the exercise was simply looking at your company and asking yourself this question. What does my program look like at scale? Whatever that means to you, super scale, whatever that means to you and super, super scale and being clear from an onboarding and service delivery standpoint exactly what's going to need to be modified so that you never have to turn people away listen you are created to impact millions so that you could generate millions and that is only going to happen if you are prepared for rain shout out to the episode called prepare for rain and you are actually doing the work in advance you're vision casting what it's going to be like when you get there that is the fastest way to make sure that you do actually arrive. And one thing I know for sure, two things for certain, Sabrina gave you a literal blueprint of exactly what you can do to start being the impact you want to see in the world, the impact that's going to take you all the way to the million dollar mark. I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. The way I see it, you deserve a business that generates millions. If you're ready to get started, grab our Move to Millions Quick Start Guide and join our online community at movetomillionsgroup.com. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright. And to access them, all you have to do is move. I'll see you next time. Take care.